I've been teaching for 22 years. And each year, these kids get more and more arrogant. Come on, Vern. The kids haven't changed. You have. Come on. Listen, Vern, if you were 16, what would you think of you, huh? And what a good question. If you were 16, what would you think of you? You know, when we're the kids, we look at our parents and, man, we can be critical. We can criticize them up and down. And I'm talking about good parents, not parents who are obviously abusive or really bad. But maybe, you know, oh, my parent doesn't let me do everything I want to do. And, oh, they're so unreasonable and I don't get it. And then you become the parent and then you're saying, Oh, my kid never listens to me. I'm trying to get them in line. And how do you resolve those situations? You need good communication skills. You need to know how to reach either your parent's mind or your child's mind. And it's also really important to hold perspective. You know, what would you think of yourself uh, if you were 16? I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner, and that drop was from The Breakfast Club. And I'm a clinical psychologist, and you can pick up the phone right now and give me a call toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner toll free one eight seven seven Dr. Kenner and even though it's not therapy it gives you an opportunity to ask me a question that might be on your mind and that maybe I can point you in a different direction. Right now I want to welcome June to the phone. June, you're dealing with a controlling coworker. Tell me about that. I am <clears throat> this coworker um is uh, focusing on me during staff meetings and my job. Um, she doesn't know her boundaries, um, and it's just giving me a lot of stress. Um, as far as the uh, the leadership, they're either not seeing this or they are um, allowing it to go on because it makes their job easier. They don't have to deal with anything. Oh, so I, yeah. Um, I what has happened as we've had this type of individual before, and she finally quit, and now we've got another person who's moved into her position and is doing the same thing. And it I'm sounds like sure whoever's hiring is looking yeah. bad. Okay, so give me a sampler. What happens in a staff meeting? I'm, I don't know if we need if I need to know your job or not. Or you can give me the ballpark, but just paint a picture for me. If I were you, what would be going on in that staff meeting? Anything that they can criticize, I do they well. If they find something, they want it to go their direction, they'll push for it. Uh, we have had a majority of people that did not want staff meetings more than once a month through the summer months because yeah. they're slower. Yep. This person wants to push for two, especially if I say, oh, no, I don't want meetings at all. She'll be the one that, she'll be the only one that wants it, and she'll push for that. She's also pushed to ask when projects are going to be done, and it's really not her concern. It's my focus that she needs to stay on her job. She just doesn't know her boundaries, and she seems to want to control some pushes like a very pushy, micromanaging boss. Okay, so how do you, um, if, let me be her for a second, and you need to cut me some slack because I obviously don't know her, but what if I said, you're, you're, you say what? We just need, we don't, you know, it's the summer months, it's a slow period, and we're just really wasting our time here. We could we could even skip the summer months or just have one meeting a month. 
And if you, I'm assuming you say something like that, June, and I'll be her and I'll come in and say something on the order of, well, what are you talking about? I think it's important to keep the pace going and we need to meet twice a month. What do you then say to her? Um, we have a lot on our plate. I, um, I, I just don't have time for these meetings. Okay. And we're gonna, I'm going to be having meetings weekly. I have to take minutes to in the fall. Okay. So immediately, can you feel that we are pushing against each other, the tension in your voice and the tension in my voice, if I'm the coworker? Mm-hmm. And we have a lot on our we have a lot on our plate. Can you hear the tone of voice? So you've already with her. The two of you are already in active combat, so to speak, verbal combat, and it's no longer you're tuned into each other's emotional response rather than the content. So let me give you another option. Um, it, why don't you be her and push for the two months for a second? Push for, push for. Tell me that we weeks. need, yeah, every two, excuse me, every two weeks or whatever she wanted. Right. <clears throat> you know, I think we, see how long this meeting has went. I think we need to move every two weeks doing this meeting. Tell There's me. a lot that needs to be covered and it keeps me motivated. You know, that's an interesting point. Tell me more about that. <laughs> what did I just do? So did you turn it on her? I just diffused her. I am going to roll with her resistance because I want her to talk to herself. I want her to have a conversation of why two weeks is good. And I will be an active listener. I know I can speak later on, but right now I want to diffuse her. I want to take the fangs out, so to speak. The con- I want to take the confrontive part out. So... If she said that, I'd say, tell, tell me more. Sometimes it's called rolling with resistance. I'm not just, I'm on a wave with her, and I'm just going to ride it for a little bit to hear her better. And when I hear her better, somebody else is hearing her better. Who? The other people in the staff meeting? Yeah, and someone else. Me? Yeah, you, and there's one more person. Her. She's hearing herself better. And that is that has an amazing power because if I were, she says, you know, it really keeps me motivated. And um, so let me come back now. And, and first I'll ask you, tell me more. And I'm going to keep drawing you out. That's the skill. That's another name of the skill. I want to hear more. I want you to complete your thinking on this. I'm giving you a canvas for you to paint on for a moment. It's not my picture. I want to hear your picture. Then I'll tell you my picture. I'm saying tell you, but show you my picture. So what I might say to her at at that point, June, is so I would sum up what I'm hearing. So what you're saying is that it keeps you motivated and you would like to meet every two weeks and she might have two or three other points. So I really pay attention to her and I repeat her points. Notice not once did I put a button there. If I said, you know, you want to meet every two weeks, but now how do you feel if you're June? You feel like you want to push. Right, right. So in psychology, we call it, I'm pointing to my butt now, you can't see that on radio, but no buts, no buts, because those type of buts put put the other person down. You know, you cleaned your room really well, but honey, you forgot your closet. What do you hear? 
You hear the negative, right? Everything after the but negates the good stuff that comes first. So I want to hear her out. I want to say, I hear that you want the, the, the twice a month. It keeps you motivated. And I love that you're motivated. You know, I feel that way too. And I'm thinking that, um, you know, after she finishes, I would say, you know, I'm thinking that I actually stay a bit more motivated when I do the work, I don't know, outside of these meetings. So we have, it sounds like we have different ways of keeping motivated. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what I did was I just gave her my painting and everybody else in the room. And I might give her two or three bullet points of why I feel motivated not having to meet in the summer. Because, some, you know, I don't want to put her down. So I don't want to say, I'm just, we, we just waste our time here. We schmooze about our kids. We get nothing done. You know, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I can use, you know, I find that I like the meetings. And in the summer, I find that I actually get more done when I'm at home. So maybe we could have the meetings optional. You know, you might come up with some, and everybody else might say, you know, we've got, if you have good enough reasons, you might sway the other people in the room. There's just, um, there's just a lot to do, and we have this time where we're not constantly being interrupted in the summer. So we can get on a roll. Okay. And with the projects, I know you want to keep a barrier with the projects too. Thank you. Thank you so much for your input. I'm hearing this point, this point, and this point, and I'll take those into consideration. But as you know, then you don't have to say any yes buts. You I'll take them into consideration. But you're holding your ground. Whose project is it? Yours. Mine. Yeah. And I can take something into consideration. That doesn't mean I'm going to take it, right? Right. So there are ways you want to give yourself uh, the skills of active listening. You could Google it online. I wrote a book on romance that's got active listening in it, but (laughs) you're not dealing with romance here with this woman. I wrote it with Dr. Redlock. So um, I, yeah, no, I might recommend uh, just uh, learning some assertive skills, they're called, and active listening skills. They're going to serve you so well, June. So thank you so much for your call. Oh, thank you for helping me. Oh, you're very welcome. I'm Dr. Ellen Kenner. 